1208 bit nerd church podcast i'm jamin i'm tyler and with us today we have a special guest aaron would you say hello hello now if you're watching this live on facebook you could tell what aaron sounds like because you see his face but aaron go ahead and say five words of your choice for those listening to distinguish your voice versus ours five words of my choice all right there they were that's great okay nice Nice. uh now the 1208-bit nerd church podcast is a part of the jackson cloud network if you're looking for an online church during covid or just in general check out jxncloud.com but if you're also looking for an online church and you happen to be a nerd 1208-bit nerd church is often online and uh during COVID has offered simultaneously, you join us online or in person. Right now, with cases super high, we're only online. So uh, join us Monday nights from 530 to 9 o'clock, play some video games, join our Discord channel, and talk about Jesus, which is, I think, what we're about to do. I don't know. I'm a little conflicted because on one hand, I've been told we're going to talk about Marvel's Vision character and how he relates to Jesus but I have also been told this is based on Aaron Bray's paper that got an F. So it's a little bit of <laughs> Jamie, a they question. Don't they don't give Fs anymore. So. An E. It's just uh, a failed paper. Failed paper. That's what F stands for, right? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, whatever it is we're about to talk about did not pass the uh, – um, <laughs> Well, Fuck we've been told it's grammatic. Damon. <laughs> I, w- I would like to say that he learned this right before we went live. <laughs> <laughs> and then decided, well, and then decided, you know, I'm going to share this with the world. <laughs> I thought Thank it was you. a funny joke. Well, here's what we found out, though. It's not because of bad theology. This was a literature paper based on movies instead of the comics. So I think you get a free pass that you just somewhere missed the, the point of what you were <laughs> Do it. Okay. All right. Well, either way, uh, we're going to talk about this. But before we do, um, I tried to watch a recap, not a recap. I tried to watch like a heads up on who Vision is in the comics because I tried reading one last night where he's got a little family and all that. But it yeah. uh, it it was it was getting weird real quick. I didn't know what was going on. And I think there's isn't there a new Vision TV show coming out on Disney Plus based on him and his family. Yeah, Yeah. WandaVision. It's based, I think it's really more based on Wanda, Mm -hmm. but Vision's in there. It looks like like a sitcom, right? Yeah. Yeah. It looks like like a parody of a sitcom, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I watch a whole bunch of uh, theory videos on YouTube, and one of the theories is that it's going to explore all the different types of sitcoms. Through uh through like each episode, as awesome. as they travel the multiverse. Oh, I'm so excited, dude! I'm, that would be a great one. That this is all the all the more reason we love Marvel is their ability to stretch genre like that. Um, but I think what we're going to be talking about more today is like Vision in the movies, right? More or less, right. yeah. yeah, a little bit. So here's what's going to be helpful for me. I just watched Age of Ultron for the second time in my life like two weeks ago. So I remember his origin story. I remember very little after that because I don't think he's around super long if I remember right. So maybe maybe we uh, uh, catch everyone up to speed really quick in case they're trying to remember the storyline of Vision in the movies and then we'll go from there. Anybody want to explore well, that? I can, I can give, as a resident expert of uh, a Vision, Jamin, which I'm not. Um, let me just give you a quick rundown of what I remember without having watched Age of Ultron in a while. All right. So you got Bruce Banner and you got Tony Stark and they're like, hey, bro, what's up? Uh, nothing much, bro. You're dumb. Ha <laughs> ha. No, I'm smart. We're both smart. Let's create a world ending thing. Ha <laughs> ha. That was fun. Oh, wait. No, it's destroying everything. What are we going to do? Let's do it again. Oh, okay, yeah. No, it works this time. We actually did everything, and Vision saved the day. And, uh, yeah, cool. Jarvis is gone now, too, so we got to have a new AI unit, and uh, we're good. 
That's all I remembered. So everyone's caught up now, and everyone knows exactly where we're going with this. Go ahead and start. <laughs> That's yeah. just the origin. <laughs> <laughs> that was the part I said I already remembered. Wait, what? Oh, oh man. So Oops. with with Thor's magic lightning, he created Vision. <laughs> oh, that's right. Because he had some wonky vision in some cave thing. He had a vision about he vision. Had a, he had a yeah. vision about vision in a cave pool in some other... I don't know. Okay, so Eric, just take it. If there's, if there's, there's any takeaway from Age, Age of Ultron, it means... It is that uh, one day soon we will be able to take computer programming and put it into a human body and create life. Android with lightning, with lightning, with, with lightning. lightning. Yeah, <laughs> got um, it. So in in the movie Age of Ultron, it's where we first see Vision. Um, I don't know, do you want me to just go through the whole plot line of the, of Age of yeah, Ultron? Yeah, with sure. Vision? I mean, Tylar covered it pretty yeah, well. Basically. That's true. <laughs> so basically. <laughs> So basically, this was a race between Bruce and and Tony as to who has the bigger brain. Uh, <laughs> um, so Tony wanted to create a uh, an armor around the world, so he created his uh, Iron Legion, um, and then uploaded. Um, they they took Loki's staff and uploaded for how, for some reason it had computer data in there, and he uploaded it, uh, and it took over the Ultron or the Iron Legion bodies and created Ultron, uh, and became its own AI. Um, and then Ultron wanted to take over the world, so he hired not hired but enlisted two um, enhanced. Not mutants. They're not mutants. <laughs> uh, I'm pretty sure that it's trademarked, and they can't. They're not mutants. They are in. They are enhanced persons. Um, <laughs> Genetically enhanced. <laughs> yeah. Persons. Yeah. Um, want, uh, it would be Wanda Maximoff, and um, oh, I forgot his name, but uh, that other guy who dies. <laughs> yeah. Basic. Yeah. Uh, the fast guy. The Flash, but not. Uh, <laughs> uh, enlisted them to, to help them, and they. Uh, Wanda has like some special abilities. Quicksilver, Quicksilver yes, thank you. What what's what's his name? I'm just gonna. But he wasn't Quicksilver, right? Because that that was copyrighted already. No. No, he was Quicksilver. He was Quicksilver. Okay, I just like the Quicksilver in the X Men movie, doing that funny scene when he's running around. Yeah. yeah. I, I enjoyed comedic Quicksilver, and Avengers Quicksilver was just bitter and sad. Pietro, Pietro Maximoff. Maximoff. That, yeah. He was not Quicksilver, he was Pietro, or however you say it. <laughs> Wait, so was he actually Quicksilver, or he was uncopyrighted? Quicksaver, yeah. <laughs> Quick, so, Quicksaver. Yes and no. He was Quicksilver, but if he's not listed as Quicksilver because he doesn't own the... because So, in, in the comics... Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch are daughter and, or are uh, children of Magneto. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, that's right. uh, and because Disney does not own the rights to that, they cannot the call time. them. At the time, they cannot call them Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver. So it's Wanda and Pietro. So anyway. Uh, <laughs> Wanda has uh, the ability to like throw in um, visions uh, into people's minds, and uh, one of the visions that she put into Thor uh, was of this life form that is meant to bring, uh, meant to bring, not to sound too Star Warsy, but to bring balance to good and evil, uh, <laughs> and that was the vision. Uh, and so through he he learned of this vision through taking a hot tub bath uh, on a different <laughs> planet with Eric Selvig. <laughs> um, and then uh, they fight Ultron and lose. And uh, Ultron tries to create uh, this um, he, this person to this ultimate being to upload his. Uh, mind into um, and to help him conquer the earth and destroy the earth because 
he took all the data that is ever in existence and looked at how bad humans are and goes, this needs to get destroyed and be recreated. Uh, so he went to go create Vision um, and then the Avengers stole that body um, in a really cool scene. Uh, and um, they, Tony took Jarvis and uploaded it to the body and Thor came down and like smashed his magic lightning into it to give it that spark of life, you know, kind of like a Frankenstein's monster kind of thing. It's alive! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and it created Vision, who um, it can fly and has uh, he has the Mind Stone in his in his forehead. Um, and he is the first person we have ever seen, other than Thor, to wield the uh, to wield his hammer, which is Mjolnir. 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 You know, a lot of people just watching us live on Facebook are like, "Yeah, that's what it's called." Mjolnir. 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 Um, so and then uh, and then they fight Ultron for the last time and Ultron and Vision in one of the final scenes of the movie um, have a really cool like uh, talk about humanity and that's kind of where we get that whole uh, Christ figure um, Christian representation is in this final scene between the two of them so, so dive us dive us into that because um i this this was at the end of the age of ultron right yes yeah five like few minutes right yeah. yeah so uh let me just go and find that um well, yeah I, so oh okay go ahead no go for it go for it oh well, i just wanted to say that ultron's uh plan to uh destroy the world was literally just to take part of the world <laughs> and and drop it on the world. Yeah. Well, it was it was really, you know, if he took if he took that city and he went it put it high enough and then dropped it, uh it would destroy the earth. Um so the Avengers just decided, "No, we're going to drop it a little far less." <laughs> <laughs> we'll take some of the momentum out of it a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Basically, it, it took that much like weight like you just took that much weight off of the Earth while it's spinning in space. Like the Earth is not still, so like it would move over. Like the amount of time it took for that to happen, like the Earth would be spinning, and since it's such a large piece of Earth, it would drop on a new location. Well, that's not necessarily true. Oh, science battle! Let's do this. Yeah, friend. well, no, because you know <laughs> it, he didn't take it out of the stratosphere. So he's still in the Earth's rotation. How far would you have to pick it? He dug a pretty deep hole, though. Like, how mean, he, he never got he never know. got above like satellites. Well, no, no, that's not where you need to be, though. That's still within our rotation, kind of a thing. I think I think with the with the way with how far he took it up, it would move, but not like a significant amount of like it wouldn't be in like a whole different region of the country. I think it would have just been. Uh, in a different, maybe like a, few a mile. mile. Yeah, maybe like a mile. Yeah, if you take a thing that's, you know, 40 miles long and you move it and drop it on another mile <laughs> away, that's a, that's a pretty big uh, pretty big impact, no matter how high you are. That's true. It is a big impact. Um, but so basically, are... the Avengers just decimated all of Eastern Europe. So Yeah, just took it out. And they're like, we're the saviors of the universe, guys. Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, exactly. that's, kind of, that's every superhero movie ever, right? Millions of dollars of property damage and lives, and and everyone celebrates the <laughs> <laughs> superheroes for all the great things they did. <laughs> yeah. Okay, but for real, what we came here for, we never got <laughs> right. track on this podcast. No, no, that's not <laughs> yeah. our thing. So uh, let me just read you um, the the last uh, the last scene between Vision and Ultron. 
um, which is saying, um, so it starts off with Ultron saying, you're afraid. A vision goes, of you? Of death. You're the last one. You were supposed to be the last. Stark asked for a savior and settled for a slave. I suppose we are both disappointments. I suppose we are. Humans are odd. They think order and chaos are somehow opposites and try to control won't won't be. But there is grace in their failings. I think you miss that. They're doomed. Yes, but a thing isn't beautiful because it lasts. It's a privilege to be among them. You're unbearably naive. Well, I was born yesterday. Uh, so that's the whole, that's the final conversation between Ultron and Vision before Vision just absolutely decimates him the same way he decimated Rhodey. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> so it's, it's the only attack that Vision has is through his light beam. <laughs> True. Um, so basically, his his whole concept here um, is that even even in human failings, there's still beauty um, in human nature. Um, which you know, I, I don't know about you guys, but I see that almost on a day to day basis, just by um, you know all the good things in the world that's happening, even in even in a time of a pandemic, um, and how messed up this world is. Like there's still you know, just even existing is a beautiful thing um, to to be. You know, um, and so there there is beauty. So, and we also see this in scripture too. With uh, we're made image bearers of God. Um, so the notion of humanity's inevitable doom, um, it it's still meaning that there's beauty in us. Um, so yeah. we, yeah, it's just a thing with Christ of, uh, there's beauty in us because there's beauty in Christ. Yeah. So it's more of like an image, like kind of a thing, like he's not a, uh, vision is like Jesus. You're saying in a sense, because he, he views like these people as being worthy of, um, uh, of redemption in a way like yeah they can do these bad things right um but they can be redeemed of these bad things is that kind of like what you're saying yeah yeah um and you know <clears throat> also just building upon who vision is um you know uh thor saw vision t- uh the vision as a vision of his, uh humanity savior um which uh that's how we view christ as well he he is the savior of humanity. That's what God made him to be, and that's who he died as as well. Um, and so, um, you know, our, we have an infinite God with infinite nature on display. Um, so one of, of a good quote I like is, uh, our infinite God's nature on display through his creation will be the infinite source of our infinite, in, our infinite adventure um, and infinite growth and infinite joy. Um, And that's kind of his vision for us and how, you know, we see that in, in Avengers. Yeah. I think that translates well. Um, When, when we're talking about like vision, especially in the MCU, he's definitely um, Bennis, a, a character who kind of is the like model hero. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I think obviously there's not, you know, 100% parallel to Jesus, right? Like that's, we're not saying that, um, like Jesus wouldn't just like, Hey, ultra bye, pop, you know? Uh, but in the same sense though, it, it's kind of this, like, we don't have to live this way. You are a representation. Like this is what an ideal hero would look like. This is what an ideal human, um, could look like if we, if we gave into those kinds of, um, if we gave into those thoughts and those procedures and the, the, as you said, the nature of God and and embraced the image. Right. Um, So yeah, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Now I'm interested to know, and Jamin, you said you, you, you kind of looked into the comics a little bit about his like family and stuff like that. Mm. Let's, Let's just all make everyone who's read the comics really upset for a quick second. 
Don't do and this. Completely <laughs> speculate <laughs> on what family means to Vision, uh, based off of Jamin's like thirty-second reading of uh, of some old comics. I read one one oh. of the Family House sitcom-looking comics. Yep. Assume everything based off of that one comic. <laughs> no one. I didn't even understand what was going on, man. <laughs> like, first off, I don't know the background of this particular universe, <laughs> but he of Marvel or the, of, the, the comic, the okay. universe of which he lived in in that one. But there were some like older neighbors next door trying to bring him cookies, <laughs> and they and they had some cookies, and that. <laughs> Actually, they threw them out because they don't eat cookies. But uh, he and his wife and their two kids were hanging out. And the kids, kids were going to school because they had to learn, even though they kind of knew most things. And then the Grim Reaper, who apparently is... A character I've never heard about in the Marvel Universe. <laughs> it's Death, not the Grim Reaper, right? I think it said it was Grim Reaper, but... Anyways, he came in and then, like, stabbed people. <laughs> that was that was the end? It, it, was, it was a very shocking and disturbing moment out of nowhere in this family life. But, you know, they're androids, so they survived... Kind of, and that's, that's all I remember. <laughs> Vision did not seem like a great husband. I'll say that at least in the first in the first pages, he didn't seem to understand how to love his family well, or how to fit into society. So maybe, like Vision in the MCU does have like a lot more um, of that like relationship to a christ character you know you know even though it's often he's for love of like this one person we also take those relationships um that we see and 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 merge that with the relationship that we're supposed to have with with god in the end right um this marriage this union um that's happening we, we do that through marriage so even with his kind of like love life in the mcu with wanda it's kind of like a representation of how selfless we should be like to our own, first of all, to our own um, wives, to our own husbands, to our own spouses, but also kind of the selflessness that you should be to to the world. Like you should be willing to kind of give up those things. Um, it's, that's that's I'm talking about in the Infinity War when um, Vision's like, "Hey, take me out, yo, Wanda, kill me, get that stone, get it away," and he's like, "I'll, I'll do it. Sacrifice me, take me," and uh, and she's like, "No, what?" And then. He's like, <laughs> Nah, dude, like, look, he's right there. Just, like, do it. And she was like, okay, never mind. And, and then he killed him. And then, uh, yeah, so. So the yeah. self-sacrificial love element is what you were heading for there because I thought you were still talking about my comics where I said no. that he didn't seem like a good husband and you were immediately out of that. I said, yeah, so it's like Jesus in the sense that. And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah, no. So I took what you were running with and uh, I knew that wasn't going anywhere, Jamin. That, well, that was going to be turned into, man, yeah, Vision kind of sucks there, right? Which I didn't want to get into in the Vision uh, the vision conversation because, you, know, uh, you know, we've been talking about, you know, how Vision's like Jesus. So I wanted to get away from that as much as possible and not have to, uh, not have to recount the uh the the tale of how vision had some kids didn't know what to do, was kind of a bad parent and then uh had it had his kids get stabbed by death I don't... yeah it was intense but they lived they were just they needed some new legs because anyways uh <laughs> the, the line that was sticking out to me when aaron was kind of reading the end of uh, avengers uh, was that uh uh, the there is grace in their faith type thing mm. where yeah. I mentioned that, you know, humans are odd. They try to control what will be, but there's grace in their faith. And I guess the, the thing that immediately came to my mind when you were reading through that one is uh, just that tends to be the ultimate vision of 
<laughs> vision <laughs> of of God's patience for humanity that you see over and over and over again throughout the Bible. I think the first time, well, first time you catch is in Eden, right? You know, they messed it all up. You'd think like, just forget it. This isn't going to work out. Any human being would be like, ah, plan A is done. Forget it. But then instead, God's patient. You get to the days of Noah, and now he's actually thinking, okay, this is messed up. We do need to wipe this out. And it even says, like, <laughs> regretted making humanity. You're like, okay, this is bad, you know. And then rather than wipe it out, like, the whole world's just dark. It's bad. And then there's just one guy who's kind of righteous for his time, which how righteous do you have to be if oh, the whole – <laughs> yeah no blameless for his time i think that might even be the word it uses maybe blameless it's like what's blameless you know like it's, for his time he was you know a d minus <laughs> but either way like he restarts with noah and then of course the first thing that happens after that is he he goes to grow grapes to make wine gets drunk other weird stuff happens that we won't get into right now. And we go in with the <laughs> I'm just saying, God tries again. And then you get to the Tower of Babel and you see like how far things have fallen since the time of Noah, which was like the new Eden. It's all screwed up. And God still stays with humanity rather than ending it. And then you get to the time of Abraham with Sodom and Gomorrah. And he's like, look, if we can find 10 righteous people there. I won't wipe it out. You know, like 10 people, just 10 people in one city. And he continues. Huh? It's two cities, right? Well, yeah. And then. And Gamora. Yeah. And then you get all the way to Revelation, which is painting the continual picture of as long as there's still hope, as long as there's still people with faith in me, as long as humanity still has a chance to repent. It's not until everyone's hearts are completely hardened and completely turned against me that I'm going to come back and hit that reset button to finish off plan A and fill the earth with my presence. So I, I think you, you know, this whole idea that there's grace in their faith when vision says that there's this kind of like God illusion that we can take away of like, as long as there's faith, as long as there's hope that they can still come around, there's grace for that and more time to to continue waiting for, as Peter says, for more to be saved. So, I don't know. Just that, a, stay. Yeah, no, no. Just as a side thing, uh, we often get comments on our Facebook Live, so I just wanted to uh, to point out this comment and bring it up because I also have to respond to uh, when, when I get comments like this, Aaron. Um, so, hello, Aaron. So proud of you. Love you from your mom. Um, mom. Marie Banks, Bank, Bank, Bank Hester. So uh, if you could... Bankster. Uh, Bankster? Okay, cool. So, Aaron, uh, you have a fan. Would you like to... I do. My mom is probably my second biggest fan. <laughs> well, now we have a question. <laughs> who's who's the first? That's uh, probably my fiance. Okay, yeah. all right, there we go. <laughs> my cat. My cat hates me. Soon you'll have a, a kid that can be your fan. Well, you have a kid that can be your fan, but like soon, as in like they'll get older and they'll be able to. It's uh, true. Here's the thing is she's already my biggest fan because she'll she'll cry all day while I'm at work and I come oh. home and it just immediately smiles when she sees my face. So oh, I, I think I think she is competing for a big fan. <laughs> so now you're saying that your mom might be fan number three? Uh, no, I'm saying I'm Ooh. saying that Theo is fan number three, but it's like a, it's a it's a race for first. Oh, okay. <laughs> Okay, race for first. Got it. Yeah. Um, Sorry, I had to call you. Had had to call that out there. I, I'm usually the one that has to say "love you, grandma" like every episode. So it's okay. <laughs> yeah, it, it must be nice to not have to do it this time. No, no I love saying "love you, grandma." Oh, okay. There's I'm actually time. worried. Where is she? <laughs> All um, right. But back to back to yeah. vision. There is um, when I first saw. Uh, 
age of Ultron. So my brother and I, my younger brother, he and I, we would go see every single Marvel movie um, on opening day. We would buy our tickets in advance, as far in advance as we can, so that way we could go and see it opening day. Um, not like Thursday night, we would go see it Friday night because uh, like the true opening day. Uh, but, you know, sometimes we'd go see it on Thursday night. Anyway, we went and saw this opening night. And one of the one of the conversations that stuck out to me um, was between was actually between Captain America and Vision um, when when uh, Captain America is like a little hesitant about Vision at first. Um, and, and so this is this is the conversation that happens. Uh, Vision says, you think I'm a child of Ultron? And Captain America says, you're not. And he goes, I'm not Ultron. I am not Jarvis. I am. I am. And I'm, and I, my, my reaction was like, that was from scripture. That's copyrighted. (laughs) (laughs) And also very blasphemous if he meant it that way. (laughs) That's true. But it was, it was, when I first heard that, it was one of the first instances that I was like, are they trying to say that Vision is like a, a Christ figure or like Christ or something? Um, which kind of got me into thinking of uh, Vision as a Christ figure. Okay, yeah. So like, that's the thing about Marvel and DC's universe. So Marvel doesn't have like the, doesn't have God as being like an actual character in the universe. Um, but DC does. And uh, yeah, so I'm a, I'm a huge DC fan. Actually, actually, this is canon from the Marvel comics. Comics. Jesus is a comic book character. Jesus is a comic book character in there. Yeah, for sure. Um, <laughs> and I'm pretty sure God is too. Maybe he is, but in in DC, like they're actually integral to the the DC universe. Like, um, God is the almighty God and is Yahweh and oh, okay. uh, like Satan exists. There's angels that exist. Um, Michael's a big character. You see a lot of, a lot of that kind of stuff in like Constantine, um, which has a lot of a blasphemy as well. Um, so like, you know, it's kind of back and forth on how they write it. I think it's people that were very, that were Christians that in DC that kind of wrote that kind of stuff, but they didn't like, they were willing to kind of bend the real, like the truth of it to kind of like fit the story instead of the other way around kind of a thing. So mm-hmm. I, I, so I see that comic book movies do often like comic book movies, comic book comics, all that kind of stuff do often try to um, throw in like actual religions, obviously with like Thor being in there with them having like, you know, different pantheons and different things like the Greek gods and uh, Wonder Woman and stuff like that. And uh, other DC universes as well. Like they, they try to have these characters from religion and stuff like that. I, I think that's to make it seem more real almost to make it seem like it fits into the universe that like you fit more into that universe. Cause you can relate to these, these um, religious figures. Um, but at the same time, I, I think that, Marvel handles their characters better, in my opinion. So, like, when uh, Vision is saying, like, I am in that kind of a way, I, I think it's this, like, realization that, like, the, the the perfect being that they're trying to talk about, which is obviously a blasphemous kind of, like, thing to say if, if he's not God. Um, but I, I, I think that in the Marvel Universe, they are trying to say that he is, like, a part of that the essence of god that he is like almost a second coming of god um and you know that's something to to question so like i'm not saying you should be like oh yeah man visions visions god and that's great um i'm saying you should definitely think on that right like Mm -hmm. ponder what he's ponder what's being said and take it with a grain of salt for sure right like try to figure out what he's actually saying there um and try to see if it's if it's real or not and and if they're trying to actually make that equation so that's what we're trying to do here guys right we're trying to figure out is this like is this does this fit perfectly does it not um obviously there are times where it's not going to because it's a comic book and they like to hit people and stuff like that and i just don't see jesus being like oh man 
knocking out guys with my fists and you know machine gun jesus that that goes around and oh happy day you know kind of a thing but uh but i i think there are things that we can learn from these characters that that um that often get symbolized with jesus like superman also gets a lot of um gets a lot of jesus moments where he sacrifices himself yeah right Definitely. Um, so i think that's what they were going for um i don't think that they were necessarily you know saying oh man this guy is literally god i think they were trying to make you go like this guy's going to be a sacrificial piece um that's mm -hmm. sacrifice himself for all these people um i mean to some extent i when i watched it i was like all right as a as a pastor my first thought when you use an i am statement since even the bible uses that statement all the time like especially john loves to just make jesus say i am all the time just to like you know what i'm saying you guys jesus is god you know like john yeah. john loves to do that uh, but um my question was you know are they trying are they naturally thinking an i am statement is a reference to to god or are they thinking i think therefore i am you know like uh you've just made what you thought was a robot but it's actually a entity because it it thinks and therefore is so yeah that I was one of my thoughts too i was like which way are they trying to take this or are they trying to you know double entendre all of it yeah all of it yeah i think it's all of it in my opinion so like not only is it you know the the jesus figure not only is it this um not only is it this, like, I think therefore I am, but he's also just in that moment with Cap saying, I am, you know, like it, it's, I am not a part of this other entity. I am not a part of, I'm not just a robot. Um, I'm not going to be this. I, I'm not like, you know, I'm not Jesus. I think it's kind of like what he's saying there, right? I'm not your savior. Um, even though he does become the savior, but he, he's saying in that moment, kind of a reference to like, I'm not these things that you have come to, to call me, um, which again is very Jesus like in my opinion um, to where they come in. Everyone expects Jesus to come back and kind of like forcefully take back this kingdom and yeah. lead a war and to just be this like ultimate savior in that kind of way to where vision and Jesus in that moment are saying, I'm not this thing you think I am. I, mm -hmm. He's saying, I am a person here. I am my own person. I control what I do and how I handle these situations is what I think Vision is trying to say there. But in that moment, I think he's, it does get, it, it is a good comparison to Jesus's way of him saying like, I'm not going to do what you think I'm going to do. Um, I'm not just going to flip a switch and save everyone and everything's happy from, from now on, you know? Um, I'm not the ultimate savior. There is no ultimate balance that happens in the universe. This is... This is quite stupid. You guys did this twice. Come on, guys. <laughs> yeah. And uh, kind of just build upon that with, is like uh, after having thought about it uh, quite a lot, especially through when I was writing this failed paper, um, that uh, when, when he's saying I am, you know, like if you put it into context of what's happening, you have the Avengers versus Ultron and, you know, uh, Ultron is building him to be the savior for his side, and and the Avengers, uh, well, Thor built or like created him to to be uh, the savior on their side. But then Vision comes in. And he goes, "I'm my own person. I will fight for whoever I think is right. I'm not fighting for you. I'm fighting for myself to help. You know, because this is what I see to be." The right side because because there is beauty in humanity and it doesn't deserve to be destroyed i will fight for you but that doesn't necessarily mean like it's just i am who i am it's i'm not i'm not vision of the avengers i'm vision of vision yep. i'm not vision of ultron i'm vision of vision um and i i do i think that also parallels with jesus kind of like what you were saying as well you know uh, at, at the time, you know, we had two different sides. We had the Pharisees and um, uh, and the other people, <laughs> uh, the Jews and Gentiles, and everyone's like, oh, the you know, he's here for me. And, like, Jesus is not here for either people. He's here on behalf of God. 
Yeah. Yeah. Like I really think that um, in that moment, that's, that's kind of where they are going. And I, I think that you're right, that, 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 that symbolism to Jesus, you know, um, kind of alluding that there is this, this ultimate savior in these moments. Like I'm just, I'm a person like Jesus. I think, I think it's hard to imagine sometimes that Jesus was, you know, 100% a person, 100% God, you know, um, we don't, we don't understand because 200% doesn't make any sense to us, but, um, but like 200% of a thing yeah. being, <laughs> and Jesus has to constantly remind people like I I'm human too guys. Like, and then he has to remind them also I'm God. Like he, he, they, they, no one understands that he can be both. And I think even today we struggle with that, like realization that he can be both a person and God. And just like, uh, I think that the Avengers were struggling to see, so are you for them or are you for us? And it's like, he's just like, no, um, I'm for the right thing. <laughs> Which would be, you know, back in Judges with Joshua when the angel of the Lord shows up. And, are you for us or our enemies? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm Yeah, I, I, think that's, I think that's a really good parallel. I think that one fits really well. I, I think him and, him and Cap kind of talking there is a good, like, that, that Joshua moment that you were talking about what I, was what I was thinking of. I just couldn't remember where it was. But... Um, yeah, I read, you know, that moment of being like, no, no, you guys are pretty terrible people sometimes. Have you looked at yourselves? No, 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 I'm not for you guys. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting. Um, are there any other moments where kind of vision kind of takes that on for you guys, uh, of, of, of a, um, a Jesus figure or maybe just, uh, um, a model in some way of how we should live, or is there times where he's not? Well, I'll just break in side really quick before we keep going. Yeah, you know, we've been talking about some of the overlapping Jesus qualities within Vision's narrative of what Marvel's trying to tell. So as you're listening to this, you know, if, if you've seen some things that we haven't, uh, leave a comment either on this video or shoot us a message on our Facebook page or, or whatever. Uh, we'd like to hear more. But I think one of the things that comics sometimes do well is they want to be relevant and they want to like feed into the conversations that we're currently having. And that's part of the reason that they, they do this. So none of us on this podcast are saying vision is Jesus or vision is God. Uh, or the I am or anything like that. Simply, nope. if they're trying to tell that story, where can we see some of the overlapping qualities? And then we're just kind of diverging on those topics. Because that's one of the things that like Marvel does well, and I think has especially done it well with things like X-Men, is like it wants to be relevant yeah. to our daily existence and lives. And so X-Men really... It, I, you know, that it's, yeah, I mean, it's just like, hey, let's talk about racism. You know, like, yeah. that's what X-Men is. It's just essentially let's put it all right out there. If if let's imagine it in a different form and then dissect it. And like you're always feeling all these emotions for those who are the oppressed, these X-Men who are on the outside, you know, when they bring religion elements into it, sometimes you're just like, eh, that's not even close. You guys, you completely missed the boat on that. But then there's other times where you're like, no, I see the overlapping themes you're trying to tell. And even though it's not directly applicable every time, there's some stuff there that like makes me think a little deeper. And that, that can be, that can be helpful sometimes, even in movies like, uh noah from <laughs> oh man who directed that one <laughs> like, like it's so far off from from the biblical account of noah which in many ways is a good thing i don't want to watch a movie that's two hours long about trying to get the right schematics to build a boat that's mostly what the noah story is about <laughs> but but they re-envisioned it and in doing so they've made us think a little deeper about some themes that maybe we didn't. And they've also made us realize some things like, no, you missed the point of what was trying to be said there. So yeah. Uh, well, Marvel as a way of doing that. That was Noah was based off the old, um, an ancient book that was written around the same time. Is it as, Gilgamesh? Like, 
know it. No. So, um, no, I think it was actually just translated as being Noah. Um, it's another version of the story of Noah um, that wasn't like um, considered canon in the Bible. <laughs> in like yeah. <laughs> well, and that's all the more reason you can partially see Noah in our Bible is is the Hebrews way of telling the flood story because there's a, there's a flood story in lots of ancient cultures and everyone's got their own take on it. Gilgamesh has overlapping themes. We're like, wait a minute. And then the Bible's like, let us tell you, you know, or what, what you need to know. The real flood story. <laughs> yeah. Or even if it was to be more legend than what is, the truth that needs to be communicated behind it. But since so many of them have this flood story, you can tell they're recollecting something that happened. So not to get too far off topic. From <laughs> fiction, We've already know, done that. <laughs> we all, we all know the greatest adaption of the flood story is Evan almighty. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. Leave Steve uh, Carell out of this. <laughs> most biblically accurate. Uh, flood story. Yeah. I remember cars being in the Bible. Okay. I still, yeah. <laughs> you know, we we're already off topic. I'm just gonna keep going really quick. When whenever I see these uh, modern stories like Evan Almighty, that's not the first modern story where like, what if the flood happened again today? But the story that's always being communicated, those ones, like, there's a crazy man building a boat out in the middle of nowhere. And it's just like he's insane, you know. Whereas I think huh <laughs> there's already a boat built in the middle of nowhere oh well yeah okay well down at ken ham's Hamm's museum yeah. <laughs> wait does that mean that because ken ham built that boat should we should we be worried uh, since god said he'd never flood the earth again <laughs> i guess it would be us flooding the earth through global warming but that's another conversation um <laughs> I would say that I don't uh, necessarily agree with everything that Ken Ham has to uh, say about the world. So, yeah, uh, no. Nope. Okay. But as long as we're all in the same boat. <laughs> oh, ooh, ooh, all right. But yeah, at least back in the. Uh, I'll see I, myself out. <laughs> I would think back then, if a guy was building a boat. And you knew that, like, God had told him to build a boat. And, like, they'd probably be freaking out because they, I don't know. We've talked about the Nephilim and all of that. Like, they know who God is. <laughs> and yeah. if God's like, hey, I'm going to flood the place, like, they're probably all like, we need to build boats too or something. You know, I don't know. <laughs> so, anyways, all I meant was in today's stories we make the people look crazy whereas back then i bet people are like oh no so that's that's all right i'm done why is that guy building the boat <laughs> do i need a boat i'm gonna build a boat <laughs> jethro is building boats again <laughs> unfortunately it didn't build it big enough so one small little tidal wave in this giant earthly flood is just going to destroy that little boat. <laughs> Let's just talk about also though, that like the fertile crescent, like in that area where a lot of that story gets told, they like back when, you know, the earth was like being made and everything just it's like, well, you know, this is a certain amount of years after that, but um, <laughs> young earth versus old earth. Oh no. What did I do? Um, <laughs> In the Fertile Crescent. So um, topic now. <laughs> hey, no, no, it's not. We're going This all has to do with vision somewhere or another, right? Uh, no. So, <laughs> no, it doesn't. <laughs> vision and Noah are connected. Same, same thing. But uh, in the Fertile Crescent, like it, those people weren't like traveling huge distances outside of that area at that point. So, like, if they were telling a flood story, like legitimately, they're like the whole Earth was flooded, and you know, in reality, it was just like the area of the Fertile Crescent around three rivers and a lot of like sea was flooded. And they're like, the whole world was flooded. <laughs> well, they thought the earth was flat and they know nothing yeah. about all this other land. So if you saw everything around you flooded, you would assume the it's waters have risen above the land. The whole world is flooded. Not knowing on the other side of the planet, there's more. <laughs> so God I mean, like, that's true. Have you ever been in a flooded area before? Yeah, and then like, everything's gone like got and then gone to a different place and it's like 
how are you not flooded? I'm over here, <laughs> like yeah. getting the getting to Walmart in a boat, and you're here just walking. Yeah. <laughs> what what even is land? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean that would be ancient thinking. So there's a good book since we've already gone there. John Walton, he takes you deeper into the lost world of the flood. If anyone wants to read that, he's a scholar asking those questions anyways back to vision do we have any more we want to get into vision or are we uh <laughs> before let me get a good segue going jamin so the entire reason we talked about the flood and and water was because we all know to wrap it back up to the beginning point that we had talked about ultron lifted a huge chunk of land which is going <laughs> to mess with the titles which uh is going to possibly flood uh scov Sokovia. Sokovia, there's the word. It could possibly have flooded Sokovia. Therefore, Noah and Vision might be a little bit alike. No, is that too far of a stretch? Never mind, guys. That whole like past like 10, 20 minutes of us talking. Oh, man. <laughs> I totally messed up. Sorry, that was totally off topic now. You all right. Tried. We, we talked about the flood because we all know that Vision is the greatest, uh, is the greatest swimmer. Uh, since he can phase through material, um, he just phases through just the tides. Through the <laughs> Are you guys trying to remember why we brought up the flood? Because <laughs> if we need a recap, is let's just start at the beginning. Okay, so with no hey guys, I'm Aaron. <laughs> hey guys, welcome to the Twelve O A podcast. <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, before we wrap up, is there any more vision related stuff? The reason we obviously got into all that is because we were talking about uh, the different ways to put spins on stories and themes yeah. to make you think of something in a fresh way. And does vision give us a space to think about Jesus in ways that maybe before we hadn't caught on to. And I think you guys have presented some cool ideas, especially the like, who are you here for? Mm, uh, you're all kind of crazy. I, I'm, I'm here and I'm doing things my way. I thought that was a, a good one to look at. Is there any other ones we want to get in before we wrap it up or. I mean, we don't really have, uh, if we're looking at the MCU, we don't really have a whole lot of source material when it comes to Vision because he's only in three movies. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Unless uh, we count all of, uh, uh, oh no, I forgot his name. Who is he? Jarvis. Unless Jarvis. we count Jarvis. <laughs> Locking onto targets, sir. Ah, see, that's some good background to have for Jarvis. <laughs> Um, well, here's the thing is when we look at Jarvis or not Jarvis, when we look at vision, uh, we do have like Jarvis's programming, but so when is, is it Jarvis who's thinking in vision's head or is it Thor's magic lightning? Oh, snap. Just got too deep for the podcast. Because, you know, if we look at, if we look at uh, Jarvis before he became Vision, he was, he was the servant of, of uh, Tony Stark, right? Mm -hmm. And he would do basically anything Tony would say while also pushing back on what Tony would say as well. Um, but yeah, then we look at Vision, and he's not really a servant of anybody. Yeah, no. I like to think that the lightning came down, gave him like the ability of like full on conscious thought. And now he's, so the, the, the lightning was like, so at first Jarvis was like, hello, I'm Jarvis. I'm here to assist you on your capabilities. And then the lightning was like, hey, I'm lightning. Hi, how's it going guys? And then they mixed together and they created vision. And it was like, hello, I'm vision. I am, I guess. I don't know. I, I just, got yeah. I don't know what's going on. I mean, it could also be, you know, we saw we saw in the beginning of, of Age of Ultron when they first got the scepter and got the programming that Ultron was already, like, consciously thinking, you know, as he was, like, looking through all the data. So it could be just a mix of the two. But It's magic. Yeah. True. I mean, in the comics, it looks like Ultron creates vision. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then that he's also formed later by. And I'm not even gonna go there. I tried to so watch in, a in video. The comics, <laughs> in the comics, Ultron was created by Hank Pym, 
Uh, and then right. Ultron uh, was like, "Hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna create this," uh, and then uh, created uh, the Vision. He wasn't called the Vision. He was just he was just another form of Ultron um, sent to kill the Avengers. And then Wonder Woman. Wonder right? Woman. No, not Wonder Woman. It was. Uh, <laughs> who was it? I want to watch uh, this. <laughs> Wonder Man. Wonder Man. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wonder Man. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. And then someone saw Vision. was like, I saw a Vision. Uh, And uh, that's how he got his name. And they're like, hey, instead of fighting for Ultron, you should fight for us. Uh, And Vision's like, yeah, that sounds great. (laughs) (laughs) Basically. Keeping it deep. But, yeah. Going back to Jamin's original question, uh, we don't really have a whole lot of source material because I don't I don't think we see really in uh, Captain America Civil War at all, um, just because that was really more of a that was really more um, the two fighting sides of Iron Man and Captain America. Yeah, and then um, he actually and, breaks someone's back and is like, "Oh, I'm so sorry." <laughs> yeah. Feel so bad now. Oh man, I did this. Oh, I don't feel good about that, guys. Yeah, I will say. I mean, I guess we could make the make the similarity of that is like the human side of Jarvis or of Vision. Uh, the fact that he got distracted by Wanda uh, and missed his shot uh, on on Falcon and hit and hit Rhodey. So we could say that that was the human side of him and the the error there is there was i was about to say something that just wasn't good (laughs) (laughs) it's probably best you not yeah i mean you know with jesus i wouldn't say that we have error per se or whatever but you you do have well i know we're just working with analogies here you do have moments where it seems like things go in a more human way than jesus expected like when he goes into a town heals a person says okay now don't tell anyone you know uh, probably because he didn't want the streets to be flooded with people all around him getting healed and then him getting kicked out of the town before he can do the rest of the ministry he came to do. And then those people go and like, I've been healed. Jesus is here. And sure enough, a whole thing raises up around Jesus and, and everybody's coming for him. And now he's got to leave the town because he's gotten the attention of the Pharisees and everybody else. And the Pharisees want to kill him. So you do have, if you will, these human moments with Jesus where he's here following what God's calling him to do, but the free will of humanity is uh, throwing in little glitches along the way where he's got to kind of change what his plan maybe was for that particular day or moment to work around how other things are throwing it off. So there's me continuing the analogy (laughs) there then uh because that's a good place i feel like we're just going to continue to go down rabbit well i I would just like to say i wasn't trying to say that there was human that there was error in in jesus it was that that is that is vision uh going to the or appealing to the human side of us because you know we want to strive to be jesus every day but because we're human we will never be able to reach that so that's just the human part of uh vision appealing to us saying that like we're we can still you know have error while trying to build up to be jesus yep yeah i just got confused where our analogy side was and i was trying to (laughs) this whole podcast has just kind of been confusing we don't we're just kind of juggling here listening at home or watching online and you want to see something uh similar where we kind of uh ascribe some more religious um ideology and theology into contemporary um spaces go ahead and go over to our podcast section and you'll find one on uh snowpiercer or uh, <laughs> we call it jamin it's uh chris evans on a train <laughs> on a train uh go ahead listen to chris evans on a train because uh you'll learn more about how uh maybe the train is a lot like babylon and uh lady babylon sorry and uh yeah yeah Don't yeah we're always know. looking for fun little ways to i mean 1208 bit is part of the jackson cloud network and our focus is on bringing together like 
the spiritual side of things with cultural side of things and trying to see where those things match. So that's what we've done today, bringing Aaron Bray on to discuss his paper. And yeah, yeah. Oh, I just have an idea for a podcast idea. Oh, oh man, yeah, set it up. For, for legal reasons, this is a joke. Uh, but looking at the similarities between Gamora and Gamora, from Sodom and Gomorrah. <laughs> See, that's exactly, though, like when you name a character Gomorrah, you're like, what are we trying to tell? You know, like there's got to be thematic overlap here. <laughs> but <laughs> for legal reasons, that was a joke. <laughs> <laughs> for yeah. legal reasons, that's a joke. Yeah. All right. Well, we'd love to have you check out the 1208-Bit Nerd Church podcast more. Just look us up wherever you listen to podcasts. May it be iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Amazon, Audible, whatever the case may be. You can find us on all those sources and more. And uh, give us a like on Facebook and join us Monday nights for Nerd Church Online. You'll learn more at 128greenwood.com. Anything else before I give Tyler his final weird words? All right, do it, Tyler. Ain't mountain with no climbing, soul brother. Yep, okay, that goes on the T-shirt. And uh, that wraps it up.